From the Shadow Rock for Tower, behind enemy lines, in the belly of the Delaware Way Beast, this is Rob in Bunker Studio. Uh, this is your Highlands Bunker Podcast for the week. Uh, as always, uh, Carl is behind the board, tracking all of the uh, ones and twos and playing with the dials. Uh, I'm, I'm really uh, humbled and excited um, to uh, welcome our guest today. Uh, first, uh, it's Kira Savvy, Shakira. Um, she uh, is... A, an organizer and a podcaster. We're going to talk a lot about the work that she's doing and the work she's. We're going to try to do together. Um, Kira, thank you for coming. Absolutely, Rob. Thanks for having me. Sure. And we have two other um, really top organizers and 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 activists uh, here in Wilmington. Uh, first is uh, Keandra Ray McDowell uh, Kiki. How are you? Hello. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to 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 uh, host you. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. And, and also another great activist uh, and organizer, uh, Lakeisha Nix. Lakeisha, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, the first thing I always do, and maybe we can go around the room, maybe Lakeisha, you can start. Um, just talk about um, sort of where you're from, um, how you grew up, what um, family was like, and um, yeah, just how you uh, found your way to, um, to activism. Um, I guess we do know how, but um, just like to get the background and have have people get a feeling for, you know, your family and where you come from. Okay. Um, so I grew up in a household, uh, a single parent household with my mom and uh, my three siblings. Um, my dad was pretty active. He lived, you know, um, in Pennsylvania, just right, you know, in Chester, 30 minutes away. Um, we have another sister on our dad's side who visit us often summertime holidays and you know other uh school breaks and um our household was pretty fun you know we had our little struggles and pitfalls um as most people do growing up you know in the inner city and uh in areas that are pretty impoverished but um uh we just like kind of stuck together um i am the middle child um second to the youngest um, and then Lamar Moses was our old, my oldest brother and only brother. And then my sister Kia is our oldest sister. And then my, our baby sister Shauna. Um, I was born on Lamont's birthday. Me and him was the closest out of the siblings. Um, because of that little connection, us being, um, born on the same day. And then my sister Shauna, she was the baby, but then as she got older, she kind of came into the fold. And then my older sister, you know, she just was like kind of like the second mom because, you know, if my mom had to work long hours, she was in charge. And um, I don't know. Growing up was fun, you know. Mm. Yeah, we were uh, talking to, to um, Kira earlier before we turned the mics on uh -huh. about just extended family and how it creates just like a dynamic of. You know your 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 cousins and maybe your stepbrothers and sisters, but everybody's sure. sort of together. You know, it's like a, a you know a unit like that. Um, sure. It's pretty cool. Yeah, my mom and her sister, her baby sister, was pretty close. So we had eight other cousins that grew up with us as siblings as well. So um, you know, we didn't have something at our house. We would go to their house. They had it. We paired together and we had our meals and stuff like that. Um, 
everybody would look at my brother. He was like the light of our family. Like he was the one that like he was like the glue. Kept everybody together. Kept everybody in high spirits. Um, and kind of took on a lot of our burdens as well. Um, and I got into activism because my brother was, you know, suddenly taken away from us by Newcastle County Police. And um, you know, just 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 having to suffer that tragedy. And um, having to fight a system to get justice, it's, 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 it can be pretty trying, but um, it's worth the fight to make sure that, you know, we can be a part of the change and make sure nobody else has to suffer the way that me and my family did. Yeah, I kind of look at it like, um, you know, the memory is there. Um, your brother was taken in a, in a, in a terrible way, mm -hmm. um, but we can make something of that, and I think people are doing that. Yes, for and sure. It, really, it inspires me, seeing what all of you have done, it's it's incredibly inspiring. For sure. Um, Keandra, what's, where, I, I know you're, you have a great uh, backstory too, and, and, and getting into um, this activism. Give it yes, to us. Um, my name is Keandra Ray. Everybody knows me as McDole, so I still go by Keandra McDole. Um, uh, I had a pretty... Um, I don't know, I guess, um, simple childhood. Um, me, my brothers, and my sister was in a um, household together. We kind of went back and forth between Florida and um, Wilmington because my grandmother lived in Florida. Um, we came back up here, lived. Um, we was up here probably for like three years, and then my brother, Jeremy McDowell, was shot um, around the corner from where we all was at, and that's how he got paralyzed from um, the waist down or whatever. Um, at the age of 18, I was running around with the wrong crowd, got locked up, did about three years, came home, changed my life around because I didn't want to go back to jail. Um, I actually, when I got out of jail, I actually moved down to Verhoeven Beach and lived there for six years. Um, I moved back up here when everything happened with my brother. Um, and that's what made me become an activist. Um, September 23rd, 2015, my brother Jeremy McDowell was shot 16 times by Wilmington, Delaware police officers unarmed while sitting in his wheelchair. Moments before the police got there, he was actually robbed and shot in the back of his thigh. The police were supposed to come there and help save him. Instead, they executed him. So I just live every day of my life just in this fight for justice. It's draining, it's long, it's lonely. It, it just keeps you very overwhelmed. So that's why I'm here today, just... Every day is a battle, you know. Me and my um, sister Christina was actually sued by the AG and the Deputy Attorney General recently. But that doesn't stop you in this fight. You just, this is just another hurdle you got to go over. So we won the lawsuit or whatever, and we're still out here fighting. Yeah, I um, actually spoke with the ACLU earlier this week. Um, they have a new uh, legal director. Uh, Susan Burke is she's her name. Awesome. She's incredible. Um, I don't know if you know her background. Yes, I do. But uh, we talked about that extensively, and um, she has um, represented uh, folks who were tortured at Abu Ghraib prison. Yes. She's represented folks who were um, uh, who were terrorized at the Nasur Square massacre by Blackwater in in, in Iraq. Um, she's represented um, service women uh, who have been sexually assaulted. They made a documentary about that about her work and she is fully behind um fully behind you everybody who the ag's office is trying to come down on for this stuff and i was very um i was very happy 
to hear um, how um, sort of aggressively um, they're going to take uh, this stuff. So, because I know a little bit, and you sort of, you know much, much more how, um, you know, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting when you're in the street, and it's exciting when you're getting your point across, and you know you can't be silenced because you're there. You're doing it in real life. But, you know, there's a... Um, <clears throat> There's a big risk to it. And so to have uh, folks who are going to have your back, I think, is um, it's it's excellent. Yeah, we had the um, NAACP behind us. And what was even more interesting is that we had a Republican lawyer. David Finger was actually there to represent us through the whole ordeal with the attorney general and deputy attorney general. So I thought that was amazing, too. So. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, there, there are Republicans in the state, there used to be more of them, that do have a, what I call a libertarian streak, mm. uh, where, you know, they are, you know, for street protests, they're for mar marijuana legalization, they're yes. for all of this stuff. And so, yeah, we have to find our, our, um, our comrades where we can, I guess. I mean, and, right is right, wrong is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's either, right. you're on, either on one side, the right side or the wrong side, right. you know? So when something like this, Mr. Finger stepped up and he was like, yeah, we have to help these girls get out of this situation because they're, the AG's um, department is abusing their authority. So. An uncalled for situation at that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're using that with, with the protest. They're using that as the reason for why... Um, our uh, civil case is delayed. That my our lawyer, our lawyer. I mean, I'm sorry. Our judge just requested from the AG's office, you know, um, as much information and detail as they can about the report because they already requested information from them previously, and they responded back that you know basically these things take time. And when they responded back this time, which was just last week, well, this week actually the 12th. Um, they responded back and said that it's being held up because of protests. Yes. The defendants, referring to Andre and Christina, um, are delaying the case that they claim they want to see justice for. And that just wasn't making sense to me because we didn't start protesting until what? After, Eight months, seven months into the investigation. And after Denny contacted you and told you that by the ninth when um, Kathleen Jennings comes back from vacation that they will have a concluded exactly. investigation and be contacting y'all. Exactly. That's the only reason why we was Exactly. Yep. Yep. Well, I, 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 I have a piece on that because I, well, I'll read it because when I found out about that situation, I read it in uh, Esteban Parra's article. But the thing that struck me was um, was the quote uh, from Keandra, and, and when I find it, I'm going to read it. You can't just silence people and think because you know a little bit about the law that that's enough to be able to place a gag order on activists or give conditions on what they can do or how they can protest. That's you. And uh, I put it on social media uh, because I was just so impressed by the succinct, clear way of, of, uh, of, of pointing it out. Mm -hmm. You know, you're... You are out there putting you yourself on the line, um, and you shouldn't be stifled in any way from doing it. And if we did anything wrong that day or any time we was protesting, we would have been arrested that day because it was Newcastle County police out there every day that we was out yep. there all day. Mm -hmm. And they actually approached us, and he that one officer walked up and said, well, I know you guys know your rights, and mm -hmm. um, I'm not telling you you have to stop. 
but um, something. And I was just like, yeah, we would have been locked up right then and there if we were doing anything illegal or anything that we wasn't supposed to. So yep. they always come out and tell us where we can be and this, this, and you know, like. Yeah. And when we're in residential neighborhoods, we don't block the streets. We don't block people's houses. We have respect. And especially when it comes down to children, like um, Matt, Matt, um, Mark, Mark Denny kept mm-hmm. saying that we were putting his kids on social media and stuff. That was a part of the lawsuit. And you can actually go back to one of the videos and hear as clear as they say, move out the way so he can get out his driveway. Let's not block him. And um, the kids, the kids ain't got nothing, with, nothing to do with this. The kids don't have nothing to do with this. So, yeah, they lied a whole bunch of lies. Yeah, I um, my new my, I don't know what you guys would think of it, but I've been calling Denny the uh, the, the candy ass from North Wilmington <laughs> <laughs> because I I interviewed during the during the um during the pandemic lockdown before the vaccine, <laughs> I interviewed uh I interviewed AG on Zoom, and it was it was really close to the time that one of the first or second times you protested outside of her house. Mm. It's near here. And when I found out it was going on, I, of course, I immediately ran over there. I got into an argument with the neighbor. The whole thing was fun. <laughs> um, I th- well, I mean, you were there. The guy was like, I walking his dog. He's like, my dog's scared. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. I, said your, I said, your dog. Yeah. I said, that that woman had her, her brother killed. Get the fuck out of here with right. your dog. Right. So I got real upset. And then the cops said, anyway. I, I brought that up to the AG, and I said, you know, I, I know um, I was out, and, and some comrades were, were protesting outside your, your personal, you know, your private home. I said, I know that can't be comfortable. I said, it's really tough shit. Um, you know, I'm glad that you took it, you know, well enough where it wasn't an issue then. And she, you know, at least there was no other legal fallout from hmm. that. And then I see, you know, you've been in, uh, to the Newcastle County Police Station, all of these other places. And then you go to this guy's house in, in, you know, North Wilmington, and all of a sudden, you know, he's scared for his kids. Well, we I was like, that's kind of that's kind of candy ass. Mm-hmm. We didn't know at the time that he had he was divorcing his wife, and he had a open child child custody battle going on against his wife. So his wife used us protesting at the, his house as like this is a safety concern oh, now, and I she see. took him straight to court. Mm. Yeah, so it was... These are strange wives, I can tell you from personal experience. It can get a little dicey. Yeah. (laughs) You guys probably know. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I had one of those at one time, too, and I didn't even have any kids, and it was a little bit dicey. Mm. (laughs) See, but protesting is a clear result of not receiving answers. Yep. And not receiving, you know, the results that should be produced inside the courtroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so it wouldn't get to that point. That wouldn't be a result. If you get the answers where you should get them at. If they do their their jobs. Exactly. Correct. Mm -hmm. Your personal life would not be a factor because this is their personal life. Correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be serious here. We we can protest seven days a week at these people's um, offices and their works and stuff like that. We're talking about big buildings. So Mm -hmm. they don't want to hear us anyway. They don't have to hear us at the Justice Department or at the city council building or whatever. But when you go to their homes, they have no choice but to listen because then you have neighbors that come in. Let me get on the phone and call them. Why are these people in their neighborhoods? You need to do something. You know, it hits. it's different then, Mm -hmm. you know, versus them being at work and they can ignore it. Mm-hmm. So right. taking it to their homes is a total it is the last resort that we do. And it's like our personal homes are affected. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We we our homes are not we're not comfortable in our homes. 
So why should you be comfortable? Just do your job. If you do your job, we would not be here. We don't want to be protesting at your home, especially not on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Sunday dinner. Everybody cooks Sunday dinner and want to sit up with their feet up. Mm -hmm. But this is what they force us to do. For sure. Mm -hmm. Especially when you have Mark Denny saying things like, Lamont was slumped over the steering wheel to justify why Newcastle County police approached them. Like, a blatant lie. Mm -hmm. Like, a blatant total lie and just a, a, a show that... You know they 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 were kind of side, siding with the police like and and it's ridiculous and then when you have Kathleen sitting in our in front of our family faces and telling us that these officers have been charged criminally charged and then come to find out Mark Denny is telling us they're going to be deciding if criminal charges will be uh, pressed against these against these officers when uh, Kathleen returns from vacation. It's like, I mean, you left us no choice. Mm -hmm. And why are you on vacation when you invest you're investigating a murder? Right. Like you just you just, you know, feet kicked up, the the family is asking for answers. You're you're hiding behind Leobor and saying Leobor is the reason, but no, you have the power to indict these officers. All the power. You claim that you, you know, you're for uh the changes that we that we want to see. You claim you support it and things of that nature, but you won't do what you have to do in your position and in your seat to show that. All it takes is for you to indict these officers. You tell me Lamont should still be here and you know, things of that nature, but you who have the power to punish the people who, you know, caused his death, you you're not doing it. You're not doing it, and you're just like stringing us along and prolonging something that doesn't take take this long. I mean, it didn't take this long for you to bring up charges on what's that lady, Kathy McGinnis. I McGinnis. was just about. To, I, you, you you must have. I don't know if you read my notes or read my mind, um, because uh, earlier this week, um, we're doing this on a Friday, so this will be out in a week or so. But earlier this week, um, we went and attended the the press conference where the AG announced uh, charges against. Kathy McGinnis, the, the auditor. I saw, saw Kiki there. Ooh, um, that is just, and, and again, when you, when you look at the, the actual crimes, they're, they're frankly not that bad. Um, you know, the money, you hire your daughter, you know, you, you, make, a, you make sort of an odd uh, payment on a no-bid contract, but you know, ultimately the aggregate wasn't that much. What the AG continued to nail home is that you know, the auditor of accounts has a duty um, to the public. There's a public trust. So if you're supposed to be auditing, you know, there's a public trust and you should be held to a standard, you know, a, a very high standard and said that over and over again. Now, to me, police officers should be held to even higher standards. For sure. Mm -hmm. They're armed. Mm -hmm. They certainly use violence all the time, every day. Yeah. They do it in relative secrecy and with impunity mm -hmm. and so if if we can indict the auditor on public trust reasons basically for you know theft and and the uh, odd behavior let's just say nepotism that type of thing how we're in a situation where we can't apply that to armed officers i, d I don't know and let's look at the facts. Armed officers who, one, breached the rights of Lamar Moses. They breached his Fourth Amendment rights when they approached his vehicle. They breached their own jurisdictional policy. Like, come on now. And then they committed the most heinous act of murdering someone. Mm -hmm. 
someone who we clear and, and lied about it and said that and had me and my family thinking like you know because you, you keep hearing it over and over again he sped directly at them. he sped directly at them then we see the video he didn't even get a chance to even get up any speed just as he was pulling off and before he pulled off made sure he stared his car way away from them and then you plant your feet so calmly and shoot directly into his window shoot him in the head like come on now and you're worried about people hiring their family members or paperwork and saying that you know we have to have public trust what about what these officers did on camera on their cameras what about the rights that they breached of the mind what about the lies like i just want to know exactly what does the officer have to do in the state of delaware to be held accountable to their for their actions when i mean held accountable i mean charge yes go downtown and have to stand in front of a judge mm -hmm. get a high bail like we do right. mm -hmm. and either sit in jail or post bond because i just did a report for the aclu for police misconduct from 2018 only to now we have a total of 17 officers with misconduct and i mean they are horrible and only thing they get is one officer got his certificate taken away where he can't be a police officer anymore. Um, they don't get anything. They get like um, they start off with felonies and then the AG pleads them down to misdemeanors. So they get nothing. And I mean, it was only one officer out of the 17 officers that um, got any any like anything. But none of them got arrested. There was a case. I believe this one was this one was in Dewey Beach. In 2018, um, an officer, they received a 911 call for a guy who was um, intoxicated and he fell and bust his head. Um, the officers got to the scene and um, the AMTs were there too. And um, they had him on a stretcher. Um, the guy was unaggressive. He was not causing any problems. I mean, he was knocked out for a little bit. The officer who came on the scene went over top of him on a stretcher, punched him in his face, no cause for this, punched him in his face, pushed him, dragged him by his head on a stretcher to the ambulance. He then went to their police headquarters down there, their police department, and lied in a sworn affidavit and said that the guy has, that charged the guy with two counts of assault on a police officer. So thank God that the other officers who was on the scene and the EMTs came up and said no that's not what happened and, and explained exactly what happened and what happened or whatever and he is the officer who his certificate got taken away he can't be an officer no more but why isn't he in jail he mm -hmm. assaulted an unaggressive unarmed man who was hurt what happened why didn't the ag send him to jail it's like it's at all the cases in delaware no officer has been has went to jail. Like Corporal James McCall, I'm waiting with the Yahim Harris case and then the, he was involved in my brother's um, execution. I wanna see what happens to him, what type of time he gets because he changed the barrel of his gun, falsified right. information, mm -hmm. tampered with evidence. And let's and let's be clear too, and I, I use this example to, to illustrate something like, everybody tells you, you know, there's, there's some rogue police doing this and that. I, if I had to guess about how many Wilmington police officers knew this guy's changing out the barrel of his gun so that the ballistics would be different, um, and he was involved in this murder, and now he's he's involved in the Yahim Harris case, like, 
The idea that 5, 10, 15, 20 other officers and supervisors didn't know that this guy was no good, it, 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 it beggars belief. It's beyond, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, you'd have to be the most credulous person in the world to believe that this one person is doing all of this stuff. And, and so that should be indicative of a huge systemic problem that we're, we are not going to be able to address unless we start talking about things honestly and not in secret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. it's, it's not going to work. And I think somebody mentioned about like hiding behind uh, Leobor yeah. and the cop mm-hmm. bill of rights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had that conversation after the press conference with the NAACP uh, with Mr. Brown. Is it Dwayne Brown? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that incident that people are probably aware of in Southbridge um, is really indicative of like the everyday interaction. Like, obviously, you know, these murders are just um, beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. But the everyday interaction with people in the neighborhood and the police are violent. Yep. They're, they're, they're terrifying. Because, okay, maybe you don't get your head run against the window or smacked against the ground or thrown against the ground or thrown against a car or your hair pulled. But you know you could. Yep. They make it very clear that, um, you know, at any moment, I could just punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. And there's really not much you can do about it. Yep. And I'm exempt from the law. They say that, mm-hmm. too. They tell you that. They will. Yeah. I have an officer who, who said dumb words to me, Alex Marino. And he's actually actually the officer who trains new cadets. Wow. He is the one who trains them. He harasses me. He pulls me over. He... Stops in front of my family's house, and to, the last time he stopped in front of my family's house, he told me, yeah, I got my job, and I'm always have my fucking job. It's his exact um, words. And I put in complaints and complaints and complaints, and nothing happens. But he is the one who trains a lot of Wilmington police officers, cadets, new officers that just come on. So that's a problem, too. Yeah, my, my thing was, um, you know, you... <laughs> Went to the NAACP thing and, 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 and met Mr. Brown and, and talked to Jay Street and Kobe. And the, it's like, where's the training? Well, the, he's doing the training. That's how they get trained. Like, yep. let's not fool ourselves. Let's not use these this, the same stupid tropes. Um, you know, if they just had better training or they just had... They're, they're doing what the, how they've been taught to do. Yep. The whole system is, is just uh, decrepit and awful. And if we don't start... From that, from the reality of that, mm. which we all see with our own eyes, then I don't see where we go if we try to pretend like it's one person or mm-hmm. a bad apple or it's mm-hmm. like training or it's this or it's that. It's, the it's not it's the, the whole. It's mm-hmm. the, the culture of the police. I had we had uh, Sinead Darby in here a few weeks ago, and my new thing is Sinead Darby is right. Mm-hmm. Like the culture and the history of the police is terrible. Yeah. It's not training. It's not you know a few bad people. It's not. It's none of that. The police are bad, and we have to figure out how to deal with that. And I don't think, and going back to Leo Bohr, um, I had a, a conversation on background with a few, um, a few attorneys and some activists um, after the that that case. And I know that that cop was also uh, in another video pulling a woman's hair to to to, to arrest her on a, like on a car, had her head against a car. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the issue is that the changes that. Uh, are on the table right now for the cop bill of rights are about being able to, you know, to look in people's files and stuff and being able to at least, you know, kind of weed out the worst of the worst. But in this situation where we have a clear assault, uncalled for assault on camera, 
those changes are not going to let us find out that person's name publicly. Of course, we know the person's name, so we, we see you. But we can't find it out publicly. Uh, we can't do anything publicly at all uh, until there's an investigation. And then once the investigation's over and everything's cleared up, you, which is 99 times out of 100, so what does that what does that even do? So my thing is now, of course, I want to see these these reforms passed. I want to see the cop bill of rights repealed, fully repealed. Mm-hmm. And and the the argument for that is what I just said before. If the AG can come out and make a case against the auditor for the things the auditor has done based on public trust, then that should that should even that should ten times the amount apply to the police. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be our, I mean, obviously we're going to push for these Leobor reforms. We have to. Yeah. But my game is going to be that that's like the least you can do. The absolute minimum. That's yeah. the minimum. Really what should be happening is much, much more than that. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying that over and over. Like I, I try to tell like Leobor couldn't help my brother's situation. Mm-hmm. Like Leobor can't help get justice for Lamar Moses. You know, we need the AG to do her job. That's mm-hmm. what we need her to do. It's evidence. It's clear facts. These officers were wrong and need to be held accountable. It's that simple. Charge these officers and allow the jury to decide their fee. Right. Why is it that if I get in trouble, I, I'm I'm in jail, right? Yeah. Or on mm-hmm. bail and I have to go to court. Yep. Why is it that none of these courts none of these police officers make it to court? Mm-hmm. Yep. The only reason why Chauvin went in front of a judge and went in front of a jury was because people like us protesting every day, mm-hmm. nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we didn't do that, he would be out and nothing would have happened to him. Yeah. So that's why it bothers me when you said that the AG's office said that the protesting is what is causing the delay mm-hmm. in the investigation. That's, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It is. Because activists been protesting for a long time yep. we've seen the proof in what happened in charvin's trial yeah they didn't the justice department didn't really work for us we did that yeah mm-hmm. you know what i'm yep. saying they knew that if they didn't put that officer in court that we wasn't going to stop and yep. there was a a strong possibility that some more shit was going to get to her yeah you know what i'm saying yep. so it's just uh, another piss for excuse that the ag just uses yeah, I didn't even know that that was uh, th- this is the first time hearing that particular excuse. I'm not surprised. In, I mean, in this in in this uh, situation, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised because, I mean, you know, they don't want any. They're going to take any opportunity. When I say they, I mean the AG, the the police apparatus, the mayor, the governor, whatever. They're going to take every opportunity to try to tamp down any kind of action that people are doing. So whether it's like, hey, we'll give you body cams if you do if you cancel this thing, or the reason you're not getting quick enough justice is because you're protesting. That's all bullshit. Yep. Nobody fucking fall for that. I'm telling no, people. No, we right not. Now. We're no, not. I know. Yeah. <laughs> There's no question. You guys, too. I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. No, no it's no. another it's thing, too. Direction. Right. Yeah. And it's another thing, too. Like when they first started talking about body cameras and they were asking me, everybody wanted my comment on how I felt about body cameras. And I kept saying the same thing. Body cameras is fine. But what is body cameras going to do? We already have cell phone footage. We already have so many footage of these corrupt officers doing what they're doing. What does that help? Now we have, they have approved body cameras and officers have body cameras on, but it's a blank bill. It's nothing behind it. Now we still can't see these videos. Mm-hmm. We still can't do anything. So exactly what did us, what did we accomplish for getting And like Cheyenne mm-hmm. said, to Cheyenne's point, the body cameras footage is nothing but 
uh, uh, trauma porn for families Correct. like mm-hmm. ours. Yeah. It's just it's just for us to relive the moment. And when you have police officers championing for the body cam footage, basically saying like, you know, yeah, release them because it shows that we're, we didn't do anything wrong. They really believe in their mind that it's as long function. as they, you know, <laughs> they act within policy and as long as it goes within their Leobor stuff and as long as it goes within... It, you know, uh, 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 the realm to where they can get off, it doesn't matter. Go ahead, show it. Show it. We're good. We're right. fine. Because they know they're going to get off. They know they're going to yeah. get off. Like, what's they know the, they're going to get the off. What's the point if you, you have visual evidence that shows yes. everything from a clear point of view? What's the point of having it on if it's not going to be used to vindicate a crime? Yep. Correct. Yeah. What's yep. the point? Yep. What's the point of wearing it if you're not going to say, I saw the footage. You were wrong. Here's what your charges are. Instead, right. what they do is, we saw the footage, but you can't always believe what you saw. Uh, <laughs> and all the facts are not there. Um, So you're telling me that our own eyes are lying to us, basically. Yeah. You're telling me we did not see Lamar Moses stare away from these officers before they started shooting. You're telling me that if they didn't um 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 try to block him off or whatever the case may be, or if they didn't follow him up to that dead end, that Lamar wouldn't have still been alive? Is that what you're telling me? Like, come on now. Like, it, it, it's 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 just crazy. It, I the can't. news articles about my brother at first when he was <laughs> suicidal, then that he was waving a gun at the police officers. And I'm like, where? My brother didn't have a gun that day. When did you see him waving a gun? Like, I'm confused. Yeah, of course, they produce a picture of a gun on the ground afterwards. Four years. But you can look, you're looking at it, and you're Four like, it's later. a guy sitting in a wheelchair. Like even if he had a gun, even if he had a gun in his pants, let's say, let's just fucking make it up. Like you can carry a gun. We can. uh, People can carry guns. That's just the way. This is America. Yeah. So what's the yeah the whole the whole thing makes young guys carry state. Young guys and women and don't like ugly guns. They don't believe in old guns. Okay. (laughs) That gun look like it was in somebody's attic. Yeah. They're into flashy stuff and stuff like that. Who in their brain mind walk around that old ass stale gun? Mm. Once she put that out four years later. Yeah. I was like, like, is that the gun Aaron Burr used to kill Alexander (laughs) Hamilton? What the fuck is that? Yeah. And then it didn't work. It said in the in the paper that was effective. So I'm like, well, I knew going back to the body camera thing i i listened to governor carney's state of the state address just to torture myself because i I was gonna i was gonna have somebody come in and we were gonna joke about it so i listened to it when he did it and the only line in there after all of these protests a summer of 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 protests protests at people's homes that you've organized and you've been there all of this stuff uh, uh, people getting arrested uh in in camden wyoming south of dover all of these actions the only thing he mentioned about any kind of criminal justice reform was body cameras for police and also when they were trying to talk kobe and the organizers out of that second uh protest that's what they dangled in front of them everybody will have body cameras so let me just tell you that that's perfectly that should tell you exactly everything you need to know that if they're willing to do it it's not good enough like it has to be on our terms. For sure. We're the Correct. public. Mm-hmm. The public trust is we determine what we trust. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. And and that's simply not good enough. And and we saw it. Um, you know, I talked uh, after the uh, the NAACP thing, the incident in Southbridge. Um, you know, we don't know whether that officer was wearing a body camera or whether it was turned on, but we see the the, the closed circuit TV footage from the bodega. Um, so what's 
Let's let's go. What's the hold mm-hmm. up? What's the hold up? Right. Let's go. But again, this is why um, I think Kiki's right. I mean, with the body cam stuff, can't really. That's not going to do anything. Nope. Because we can't get no. that. We have to. We have to. We have to have our pressure. And 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 the, the AG needs to. Do her job. Do her job. <laughs> the police and have you to have to start I, I, investigating the police. Well, yes. of course. That, that, yeah. Of course. Because as long as we don't have, as long as we have the police investigating the police, we're not going to get anywhere at all. That's why part of Leo board are asking for a civilian review, review board. Yeah. But we have to be specific when we speak about that too, because our civilian review board needs to be able to investigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to be able to not we, but we the people need to be able to get these footages mm-hmm. and not be told we can't. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to get get the records of the police officers' um, prior um, misconducts or whatever. We need to be able to investigate. If we only mm-hmm. can use the information we got, a civilian review board will be nothing. Right. Yeah. And the civilian review board has to have the power to bring you know, charges. Yes, mm-hmm. bring charges. Yep, for sure. And I believe that on a civilian review board, it needs to have those of us who are directly affected by this. We have to be on there because yes. we can set, not even just like us who had lost loved ones, but those of us in the inner city who are who are directly affected by how these officers treat us in these areas. It's going to be a bunch of retired officers. That's what it's going well, they need to retire. If they retire, that's what's necessary. Well, maybe right? then if they retire, we can charge them as civilians since that seems to be No, the then they just go then they just go and become the, uh, the, speak, the speaker of the House of Representatives. Crimes. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, I I I um well that's that's another point. The civilian review board, like, what is that? I, you know, that that needs to be uh, ramped up because even even under the circumstances that you're seeing it in Wilmington, um, it's totally toothless. It's just, I mean, you, yeah, we consider. I mean, we're doing a civilian review board right now. We can right. talk about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like, if we don't we're, have we're that voting power, but if, yeah, right. we don't have. We we, yeah. we can't subpoena right. records. We can't do an investigation. Uh, we can't. You know, there's no. It, there's nothing you can do. You know, it's just. Sort of like the the body cam thing, it's something that they'll give you, and and they know that they can work around that. Mm-hmm. As you said, they can say, "Well, that footage didn't do this, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever." You didn't capture it's, everything, yeah, like well, what? The hush like, tactic. Okay, yeah, we got body cameras. Be quiet yeah. right now. Yeah, people need to start <laughs> right. thinking way, way bigger. Oh, than... Oh, we gave them Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. That give them a do- yeah. give them a bone. We gave them Juneteenth. Y'all still making what noises y'all now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, not at the um, last public safety meeting in Wilmington um, the other day. Darby actually brought um um Olympia Olympia Police Department and the mayor and the chief was there mm-hmm. and their top president and they were showing how they have um like programs where they they work with the police like they take a lot of the calls away from the police officers mental health um mm-hmm. addictions and stuff like that but you know our um, mayor got a uh, email to attend so that he could see the presentation and our police chief. The mayor never showed up on the um on the um Zoom and the police chief hung up. He didn't want to hear, I guess. Yeah, I mean my opinion about the mayor and the police chief are well established. They're both just horrible they're corrupt. You know, individ- they're corrupt, right? Corruption I mean, they're using the. They're, again, mm-hmm. I mean, and they say it out loud. They have public-private partnerships. We're going to incite, or you know, we're going to. Uh, Incent, you know, Buccini Pollen Group to build a, to build that a building or do right this or build enough. that. Like, there's no, the the police are there to protect. 
the interest of Buccini Pollen Group. That's it. Of the big uh, landholders, the big attorneys, and and that's it. That's and good. so until we start talking real, like what's happening, because I, I agree, I, I'm I'm very uh, excited about the stuff I'm reading because they're doing the s- similar things in in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been in talk around different cities in the country where they're able to send unarmed social workers. Um, unarmed, you know, folks who can deal with, you know, mental health crisis, mm. but folks that can deal with domestic violence situations, and you don't have to go there armed to the teeth, ready to ready to fire. It's not it's not necessary. It's not. And and other cities are starting to are starting to are starting to dig on that. Now here again, because it's small and it's entrenched, it's going to take a very long time to 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 pull that to pull that up by the roots. It's embarrassing. Even it's very embarrassing. Even with you know access to. Um, Meyer Strategic Solutions, Carlton T. Myers. He's a um, um, national reform specialist. So he's partnered with um, community organizers, police departments, and government officials in Chicago, Illinois. He's doing work in Missouri. Um, he's done work on Capitol Hill. Like he's he's doing the work and helping you know to to change the I mean to uh to 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 create the language you know, for um, police reform, like a community review board and things of that nature. And he's offered his services to Delaware. Yep. They ignore him. Yes. They e- send, send, he sent emails to uh, Matt Myers, the county exec, and got ignored. You know, he's talked to um, uh, Chief Tracy. Uh, who's the chief of police mm-hmm. in um, Wilmington? Church. Chief Tracy and things like that. They said that's a Newcastle County problem. That's not our problem. It's like they didn't kill Jeremy McDowell. Like they didn't just bash Dwayne Brown's head into the uh, freaking um, glass. Yeah, like they didn't do what they did to Jabri Jabri Hunter. Like they're not out here constantly harassing uh, the Wilmington community. But he was so glad that, you know, you know, he so happily told him, yeah, but Newcastle County police did break the jurisdictional policy when they did that to Lamar Moses. You would tell that, but you won't, you don't want to get help, you know, for what's going on in your police department. Well, they you know, can to do make that the part because that takes everything the light off of them. Mm-hmm. It pushes it back on Newcastle. Yeah, now. this is yeah, the Delaware Police all, Department thing. It's all a big game for them. When a when a former Dover Delaware Police Department can uh, 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 kick somebody in the head and things of that nature, and then transfer to Maryland, like it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a yeah, Delaware. Yeah, somebody thing. was killed under yeah. his uh, Webster. Webster. Mm-hmm. He moved. To, he, he got. Tra- you know, he left the state after being. Uh, you know, again, he went in front of a jury at least. Now. Didn't really, uh, didn't really go anywhere. But then he, uh, you know, got another job in Maryland, and somebody died. And Tom Black. Part of my my report, and um, when I told you I did a report from 2018 to present, um, the chief actually was brought up on charges. The chief of the Maryland Police Department. He actually works up here now, not in Wilmington, but somewhere in Dover or somewhere. They brought him up on charges because when. They asked about this. It's a certificate when you you have to ask to be moved from Delaware to another state to work. Yeah, licensing or something. Yeah, the chief lied and and didn't send any of that other stuff about Webster. Didn't say that he had 30 other misconducts in Delaware. So they actually brought charges on the chief for lying on a certificate about Webster. Hmm. Well, that's something. But but again, I see, see, see how that goes. Yeah, yep. I mean, I, what it is 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 you're you're acknowledging what the problem is, mm-hmm. but you're really giving no way to get to to solve it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I will give and and you know, I, I'm I'm interested in in your your thoughts about it. Um, 
I, I'm I give Matt Meyer uh, some credit for releasing all of that video, yeah. so people understand. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to get into the details mm-hmm. of it, but 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 so that people understand what happened, and so that people can look at that and be like, well, why, why are these? That took work. Mm-hmm. We had to go to Chief Vaughn's house, yeah, and protest. Yeah, that, he didn't just give that. Oh, up. correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. But make it be very clear. This was this was an f. This was this was a reaction um, to a great effort. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. But but in this state, we sometimes don't even get that satisfaction. Nope. nope. Um, at his house. Y- yes, that's a good point. Well, you're next, buddy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we don't even see we don't even see that. You know. Uh, so I, I I'm I'm. I feel like at least people have to reckon with it now. Mm-hmm. You have to look at that and reckon with that. And 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 when we're told at some point in the future that like that was fine because of some arcane, you know, some this this or that sort of the the report that Matt Den produced um, about uh, Jeremy's incident and his murder, it's just a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's it's incredibly bad, but uh, you know what can I do? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's generally what I try to prepare myself like emotionally for is that is being lied to like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I hope that the fact that people have to look at it, you have to reckon with what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't somehow pretend like we're not looking at what we're looking at. Yep. Right. Now you can say whatever you want to say, and you can look like an asshole. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is you you cannot tell somebody they're not seeing what they're seeing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Would you want to be told that? Would they want to be told that if they were, it was their child, if it was their brother, mm-hmm. if it was their sister, if, they, mm-hmm. if it was anyone that they love? Mm-hmm. No. Whoever committed the crime will be put under the jail. Mm-hmm. Why are they not getting the same treatment? Why yep. are they not receiving the same thing? Talk about public trust. What you're telling the public, we're above the law. We stand above it. We don't yeah. uphold it. Same thing they they said yeah. to you, and 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 make no mistake, you you sort of you passed over a little bit, but I want to talk about this maybe before we talk about um, your podcast and the stuff you're going to do for organizing, Kira. But make no mistake, the police in this city and in this county harass activists. Mm-hmm. I know this. You mentioned it. Kobe's mentioned it. Um, you know, Keandra's gotten it. The, the the cops they'll come to your home. They'll ride up and down your street. They'll trail you in the car. They'll knock on the on the door of your neighbors or your parents. I've heard that story too. When your you you know your 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 mom or your or your or your, or your nan or something has to has to you know deal with the cops fucking with them basically. Mm-hmm. That's happening. So you know I know that there's a lot of people in my audience that either don't think about that or don't know it. I'm telling you, it's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So again, this is just something people are going to have to reckon with as we move towards like Leobor reform, Leobor uh, repeal, and the charging and trying of these of these violent cops. Mm-hmm. Is that this is a racket? This is a this is a this is a, a, an enterprise, and believe me, they you know they harass, they intimidate, they track, they follow activists in this city, in this county, and in this state. Make no mistake about it mm-hmm. can i go back to what you were saying about matt meyer yes now okay he released the video okay that's all cool and well but matt meyer also has the power to decertify the officers he also has the power to fire the officers 
He doesn't have to wait for anything to do that. He has that power. So the same, I feel the same way I feel about Kathleen Jennings when it comes to Matt Myers. In your seat, as you say that you support what we're doing and you know, you you disagree. I mean, you don't believe uh, that what the uh, officers did was justified, and then the, and all these type of things that you tell us, the family. What are you doing in your power to show that I don't support what they did? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You say all these things. Well, a national reform specialist came to you as the Newcastle County exec and said, "Hey, let's let's part, work together to try to get some um, policy changes done so that this does not continue to happen." And X, Y, Z, you ignored them. So, like, it's like y'all like y'all giving us little tokens to, like, kind of shut us up. But y'all are not doing what y'all, you know, what y'all actually really can do in y'all powers, in y'all seats. So, I, I, I don't know. Like, all this performative stuff, performative allyship, I'm not for none of that. I'm not for none of that. Do what you can do in your power. And then I'll maybe be able to like, okay, all right, you are really for the people. Until then, I don't want to, I don't care. You're not getting no praises from me. Yeah. You're not. I think that's perfectly fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think a lot of this stuff, um, both with Matt Meyer and with Kathy Jennings, is a political jockey. Yeah. You know, because when they go run for governor, Mm -hmm. they don't want a lot of like cop heat. Mm -hmm. And it's really bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know that, um, I'll just say it right now. I know Matt listens to this. I, every time I see Matt Meyer, um, he's listened to the latest episode. So I know he's on top of it. So yeah, if you can take action and just fire these cops, just fucking fire. Yeah, Matt Meyer, fire the officers. I don't care if the FOP reinstates them. Just, you just fire them. You just do it. You do it. And then if, if somebody asks you, if the FOP or somebody when you're campaigning for governor asks you why, say because they murdered uh, Lamar Moses. Moses. Yep. And, 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 and then just have, have people say, you know, just just say that. It's just very crazy how powerful the FOP is in a small state like Delaware. Mm-hmm. It is like it. The FOP, they they look at the FOP as votes. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, money. and they are so powerful. It does not make any sense. That's why I said we're going to start protesting every day for days at a time at the FOP because enough is enough. Yep. Right. It's I mean, a union, they protect anybody. Mm-hmm. They want the money. So they protect. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not a union, by the way. Oh. La- not a labor union. They yeah. have a union, but yeah. we don't consider it a labor union. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, nope. Nope. The reason why there aren't any responses to change is because it takes away that power. Right. Yep. And then it exposes the corruption that's already there. Yep. It uncovers the truth mm-hmm. and what's hidden behind those walls. Yep. But this is why I feel like we really got to get into getting um, the people engaged. Right. You know what I mean? Because once the people realize that, you know, we really do have the power, then, you know, we can really make some changes. We can really shake the room. Right. Like, like Keontra was just saying, what happened with... George Floyd was that the people turned it. You get what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. people showed up all across the nation. Right. We have to do the same thing to get the spotlight shine on Delaware's corrupt way. Like we have to. We have to. We have to. We have to let the people know that, you know, it, it's not a matter of waiting, you know, until it hits your front door. Mm-hmm. As long as you're in Delaware and um you're under this Delaware way, it's already here. Right. It's already here. It's just a matter of time of when and who's next. Like it it like 
We got to get activated. And we got to get activated now. Yeah, because it's going to be somebody else. Between Unfortunately, now in July of next year, we're going to have another police. We saw that happen. We s- we're going to. And I say this and it's scary. every time. And it's, we got to wake up. It's like our minds are conditioned. We get comfortable in living in, in this environment when, and people are terrified at the harassment from the police. Mm. People, I don't know, they just don't want to get involved. But like, we're not even worrying about us right now. What we're doing now is setting a stone for our kids in the future. Yeah. Because I don't want my children having to protest. Like, no, every they have day. a future. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what people don't understand. It's not about us, it's about our children. Mm-hmm. And if something needs to happen. If not, we're going to be extinct. Yeah. And the fears, the fears are valid, but I think people have to realize, you know, we're stronger together. Like when there's where there's numbers, you get what I'm saying? Like like they can't attack us all. Right. Like they can't take us all. Like we have to, you know, organize, strategize and come together, you know, so we can see the changes that we want to see. I for sure I'm I, my kids are already freaking on the toilet paper roll talking about justice for Lamar Moses. I don't want this to be their reality. Right. Like my son, and anytime you see a police officer, that better not be Newcastle County. They killed my uncle. Like, this should not have to be going through the mind of a five-year-old little boy. Right. My two- and three-year-old should not be, you know, they shouldn't even have to know what a protest is. Like, but because of the systemic oppression, you know, that's been going on for centuries, it's it's in their home now. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's draining. This is very emotionally draining. It's very, uh, I can't even explain it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, people need to understand that the, the more we stay together and the more we can pour, pull more people into it, mm-hmm. the, the better it's going to be. Yep. People need to understand that the things that happen to their neighbors, the things that happen to the people that they see on the street mm-hmm. or on the bus or downtown or whatever, that affects everybody. Yes. And we cannot have a city and a county and a state under, you know, with, with certain groups of people under, uh, you know, police surveillance and under violent threat. Yeah. cannot have it. Yeah. And uh, this is why I'm so excited about the stuff that Kira's doing. And I want you to talk about a little bit sort of like how you got into this idea of podcasting and organizing people um, like that. How you've been you know, the people that you've been able to meet. Because I think that's, and that's why I'm doing the stuff I'm doing is to try to grow that population of people who say you know if, if we just stay together as a community and we grow this community we can get action they can't kill us all yeah right. yeah i think i i consider myself i'm gonna say less of an organizer and more of an advocate because for me it's like i can't take away from what these two sisters are doing you know and the trauma behind those experiences and i think i met Keandra around the time my brother was um serving 12 years in Parchment State Penitentiary and um top of 2020 when the riots occurred there and um that was around the time we Mm -hmm. had met and it was during that time I was actually working my first year in public allies I left my job because I was so concerned for his safety you know and in that Um, situation, the inhumane conditions in the prison, how the prisoners were being treated, how the cells were. He was there. He was right there in that unit for weeks. 
didn't hear from him, didn't know what was going on. I was on the phone myself as a community member with J.J. Francis. Like, I need you to call Mississippi. <laughs> I need to know that my brother is okay. Feeling that in that moment, you know, not knowing if he was alive. And then seeing Jeremy's murder the same year my daughter was, was born. And then again, at the top of this year with Lamad, it's like, what if it were me? What if it were my family? What if I had to bury my brother, you know, from the actions of people who were supposed to protect them, who were supposed to make sure they are safe and secure? That's where I felt it. That's where it hit me. I got to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm a spiritual person. I prayed about it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I need to stand with these women because I am these women. I am them. I'm a sister. I'm a mother. You know, we all are. We, we have family. We love our family. We don't want to see anything happen to them, especially by people who were supposed to protect them. That's where I came in, and that's my gospel. That's what I preach. That's what I push to everybody. Just ask yourself, what if it were you? My only stance is to make sure that the word gets out so this does not continue to keep happening, so that we don't have to keep living in fear for our children's futures. I have a 14-year-old son. The older he gets every single day, I am in fear of him being approached by a person of authority. I have to give him a script to how to talk to a police officer. We get pulled over, he has to put his hands directly in front of him. He can't even touch his cell phone. It's nerve-wracking, and we shouldn't have to live like that. It, it shouldn't be something that we have to live with and deal with every day. So I give people that emotion because I have that emotion because you have to feel it in order to understand the fight because you'll never be able to fully comprehend that type of pain. I can never fully comprehend that type of pain. But if I put myself in position to do so, I know I can stand alongside these two women to make sure that we continue to push that, you know? Push the agenda of police reform. Push the agenda of police accountability. Yes. Make sure that these things don't continue to happen. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, I, I feel the same way. I, I look at it like I can never begin to understand uh, what's happened to you guys. I just know that I don't want to live in a city in a state where it happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's not about me. Right. It, has, it really has nothing to do with me other than being able to leverage whatever platform I have, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever I can, whatever I can do, um, in a, as you said, standing behind people to support them, to, to try to, this is, this is no way to operate a, a society, no. you know, and so it has nothing to do with the individual. You just have to sort of appreciate that we're all here together mm -hmm. 
and uh and and yeah and just and and just it doesn't need it does this stuff does not need to happen we we're allowing it to happen because uh we're ignoring things or we're saying oh it doesn't affect me it does it certainly does mm-hmm. affects everybody mm-hmm. you know you might be sort of distanced from it and you think happened to me or it doesn't uh involve me it does and um yeah this is this is no way to it's no way to operate and it's um it's just horrible stuff and there needs to be an example set here mm-hmm. i've been saying this since biden got into office there should be an example set here mm-hmm. delaware should be leading in police reform yes mm-hmm. and police accountability yes as the first state of a nation that's supposed to be free of a free nation, why are our officers and our police officers not held accountable instead they're they're held above it? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So what else what do you what do you guys have going on right now? Is there anything that's the other thing too is like I'm never sure um what we should be promoting and what should we should be keeping you know close to the vest because you, know? you never know sometimes you gotta keep sometimes you gotta spring stuff on people you know because that's the thing you want a lot of people to turn up at your events mm-hmm. but sometimes you just gotta turn on, you just gotta be like surprise we're here the thing that gotta <laughs> be sprung up is the protest that mm-hmm. you know we do at these people houses we gotta spring them up because then they'll be prepared but you know we come to find out even when we do keep it under wraps they still prepare i don't know yeah. if our i believe our phones are tapped but mm-hmm. That's a whole different story, but coming up, we are, we're having an awareness event, and the goal of this event is to shine a national spotlight on what's going on here in Delaware, the Delaware way, the pattern of practice, what happened to Lamar Moses, what happened to Jeremy McDowell, what happened with Anton Black. Like, we got to shine a national spotlight. Like you said, Delaware needs to be, you know, an example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have to make it exemplary because this is Joe Biden's backyard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was our votes that got him in. So, you know, he, he needs to be, you know, talking about this on Capitol Hill. Like, right. we, you talk about, you know, all the stuff that you want to do for, you know, the black community and things of that nature. But look at what's going on in your backyard. And I know you still read Delaware Online. Oh, you still sure. here. Every other week you hear Biden traffic and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, at this event, Reverend Al Sharpton will be there. Um Bianca Austin, which is the aunt of Brianna Taylor, um, Jacob Blake Sr., um, the NAACP Delaware chapter. Um, we need y'all there. Where, like, where and when? It's going to be at the Wilmington Library, November 13th, 11, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a Saturday. Yes. And there will be a march afterwards. And um, to speak to your point about, you know, putting yourself in other people's shoes, let me just put y'all... Let me just give y'all the perspective real quick. Before this happened to my brother, I spoke about, you know, I spoke up about, you know, the stuff that was going on around me, right. you know, on Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, my God, I need to see the change, this, this, and that. You know, you'll be at work, you'll see the marching and stuff, but you never think it will hit your home. You never think that it will hit your home. And then at the time, like, you know, while you're sitting at home talking about it amongst your family, you know, you don't know exactly what can be done. What should we do? What, like, what can we do to move the initiative forward? This is what you can do right now to move the initiative forward, to support families like mine, to support Keandra McDowell. Step when we ask you to step. Just step when we ask you to step. That's all you got to do. And whenever you hear that we're doing something, you know, a protest, whatever, step with us. 
We promise you, you're not going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? You might have them try to come at you or whatever like that. But, again, we're stronger together. We saw what happened with Keandra and Christina. They tried to target them, but guess what? They came out victorious. Right. We are stronger together. Like, as long as we're doing things within the realm of the law, you know what I mean, within the realm of our rights, we are unstoppable. Step with us because when you stepping with us, you're stepping for yourself, too. Right. You're stepping for the generations that come after you. You're stepping for your children, your sons, your brothers, and stuff like that. We don't want to see another hashtag, but it takes all of us together. Right. So, <clears throat> November 13th, Saturday. Yep. Wilmington Central Branch Library on Rodney Square. Yep. Say 11 a.m.? 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. 11 a.m. Yep. Get ready to hear some speakers yep. and get ready to go march in the street. Yep. I will be there. For sure. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. The, the, I, I can't tell you um, how much, you know, just as someone who's gone out to, to direct actions and done public protest, um, as I said, it's, it's nerve-wracking a little bit. But it's so satisfying when you realize that you're doing the thing that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're coming together, everybody together. And, and that's not really about one person. Because one person, you can't do it with one person. For sure. And mm -hmm. so you do feel that sense of camaraderie and solidarity. And you have to get out and stand in solidarity with your community. Because, um, you know, this is not, it's, this, this is, these things need to be changed. And justice needs to be done. Because it's yeah. your community. Because yep. it's your Community. It's your community. We're all neighbors here, and it's and it's it's. If we all get together, at least our voices will be even more heard, and the pressure will build. For sure. And I tell people a lot of times they think because oh I live out in Newark or oh I live up in Green Hill or Little Italy it's not going to happen where I'm at. Um, Wilmington is branching off to everybody's neighborhood at this mm -hmm. current time. For sure. Um, this type of stuff has no picks. You know, and it's it's serious. Everybody needs to come together, no matter race, no matter nothing. Everybody needs to come together. At the end of the day, we all just want to be safe. We want to live happy and comfortable. That's it. Mm -hmm. Everybody should have that in common. Yeah, right. Come yep. out and support, you know, what, what's going on, whether it's something for education, because we do things for fighting for justice, for education. We mm -hmm. just don't do police br um, brutality. We do a little bit of everything, mm -hmm. and we're just asking for you to come out and stand in solidarity with us. If you have something that's going on and you need help, or you're having a march or a protest or a rally and you need us there, we're easy to contact. Um, let us know. Like It's time for all these different groups and agencies and everything to come, come together. together in solidarity. That's another problem in Delaware is that we have so many different groups who are doing the exact same thing. But nobody wants to wants to come together. And it's so what I learned in this fight is people have amazing ideas. Mm -hmm. Police reform, reforming the education system, they have amazing ideas. But the problem is everybody is worrying about whose name is going to go mm -hmm. on a dotted line to, to say, take credit. Mm -hmm. yep. It doesn't matter. Nobody names go nobody name goes on a dotted line. Yep, this right. is a us event. This is for us. Yep. There's no name that needs to go on a dotted line. As right. long as this shit is getting corrected and justice is being served and we're all living safe and comfortable, the hell with who names go, goes on a dotted line. For sure. It doesn't matter. It like, has to be selfless. It doesn't work yes. that way. Yes. So I didn't. I don't. Yep. Yeah, we're not, like, just, you know, if you're looking for, even f whether for you personally or your organization to be like, you did this, that's not how it works. Yeah. Right. Like, oh. that's not going to be... Yeah, I mean, I don't Why know how else to matter? say it. That's not, that's not how it works. Fuck the notoriety. More to, what what right. difference does it make? Correct. Yeah. What difference does it make if we're not 
working together to seek solutions. That's Correct. it. That's only everybody has to stay solution minded. That's it. But mm-hmm. we hear all the time, like when we're at our protest, the the police like walk up to us, who's in charge? And what we all say, we're all in charge. We all right? in charge. What we the people, or we'll charge? say whoever we're protesting is in charge. If yeah. they if they doing their job, we wouldn't be out here. So <laughs> right. they're in charge. Right. They're in charge. Like, like what? I don't understand. What, what is it? <laughs> I don't. That's the, it. Bothers me sometimes hearing that. They're like, well, who's in charge? We don't have a head honcho here. Everybody's the same here. We're all fighting for the yeah, same thing. Right. Yep. Yep. So, Kira, where can where can people find your stuff and and what do you have, what do you have planned? Um, for the most part, just producing the blog, um, the vlog and podcast every week. Um, I'm gonna make sure I cover the event on November the 13th, and um, you can just catch me on IG and Facebook. Yeah, send 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 us um all your links too, and we'll put them in the. In the show notes, so people can either whether they're on Facebook, whether they're on Instagram, uh, whether it, you know they want to follow the the video uh, the video stuff, you know, make sure we get all that links and we'll link it all up. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. It's um, very important to follow. Please follow Keandra McDowell. Please oh, follow Lakeisha Nix on Facebook. Please follow Mo- Moses Legacy Lives Here. That's where you'll be able to see whenever we're having the next protest or whatever, you'll be able to see it there because we constantly sharing what's going on. Like, right. so if you want to step with us, you'll see it. Pay Definitely. attention to Lakeisha's page. I'm always on Facebook jail. I'm in jail now. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, I only was out of jail for two days. I'm Once back again, in jail for 30. Once again, Keandra's been canceled for her ideas. <laughs> Fucking cancel culture. God, God damn Follow Lakeisha, please. Lakeisha, Nix, Keandra, Ray, McDowell, and uh, Kira. Uh, thank you guys so much. I, I, I really have to say this one more time. It really means a lot to me. I'm humbled that you will come and share your story and talk about your work um, here. And um, as a, as you guys said so eloquently, we got all have to do this together. For sure. And um, yeah, we're at uh, we're at, at Highlands Bunker on Twitter, uh, patreon.com slash the Highlands Bunker. And uh, I will see you all, I'm sure, on the 13th in Rodney Square at the library um, so we can show some solidarity. Uh, for all of this so uh, until next time everybody left is best